Bible School Sunday. Last week was Vacation Bible School. Our theme was Rolling River Rampage, where we went on the ride of a lifetime with God. We still share some of our songs. We will share some of our songs and themes with you today. We invite you this morning to open your hearts to, to our memory verse, Isaiah 43:2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you because each one of us is a precious in the eyes of God and God is always with us.
darkest night, I'll be by your side. You are not alone. You don't have to hide the hurt you feel inside, cause you welcome here. Good morning. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the pastor here at Memorial United Methodist. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Um, it's obviously a special day in both of our worship services where we celebrate Vacation Bible School. Our senior highs are going to the Sakahatchee Mission Trip. Um, our middle schoolers are going to Junaluska today. Our children have wrapped up Vacation Bible School. It's a special week, a busy summer, a great summer. Um, we want to frame everything that we do in five practices that you'll see in your bulletin. If you'll open it up 
uh, wide open, you'll see these five practices. First of which is radical hospitality. We try our very best to do everything we can to welcome you. And um, if you need a security check-in, if you need coffee and donuts, if you need a restroom, whatever you may need, uh, we hope that we have it. If you, have, uh, uh, if you need to rock a child in a rocking chair, you can take them back to the back. Um, passionate worship, everything that we're doing in both of our worship services, whatever the style may be, we try to um, deliver God's word to you in every way possible. Intentional faith development, um, you'll see announcements about that. What are we doing during the week where we make sure that we're placing scripture in your hands? Uh, I want to emphasize the Sunday Scripture podcast that I do every week, especially when you're traveling. The sermon is there, a podcast is there, notes are there. You can hear everything that happened on Sunday. You can also watch our services on YouTube. Risk-taking mission and service. What are we doing to serve our community? You'll hear a report from our VBS kids. I told you what our middle school and high school kids are doing. We're so excited about that. And extravagant generosity. What can we give every single part of us um, to this faith community so that um, we can serve our God, we can serve this community? You'll see announcements every week uh, there. You'll see in the panel anything we need from you. And if you're a visitor today, we hope you'll find uh, our Director of Connection, Leanna Morris. She'll be in the back and make sure that you uh, can go any direction that you'd like to go and have any question answered. With that being said, uh, let's begin uh, with prayer. Please join me in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for adventure. All good things come from you. We thank you for acceptance. All good things come from you. We thank you for joy. All good things come from you. We thank you for rest. All good things come from you. We thank you for peace. All good things come from you. Through you, Lord, we receive all we need. And from you, Lord, we learn how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Our opening image today is about devotion. We've got all kinds of devotion to all kinds of things. Think about the things that we treasure in every way, things that impact our decision-making, things that get us through the day. Let's look at four pictures. The first, the place that you stop if you're on the road. Might be QT, might not be, but wherever it is, you are more likely to stop when you see this logo. You're likely to stop because of uh, something that they have, because of the way they treat you, whatever it may be, you are going to stop at that place more than likely, and they love that. They actually like to give you a loyalty card that will give you a percentage back, right? So that if, hey, if you spend $10,000 here, you could easily get like $110 back in a rebate if you're willing to mail this thing in and get it in the form of a, a whatever that you can use at this place. Let's look at the next one. Mm-mm, stuffed animal or blankie. Whatever it may be, when a child latches on to something, that is their thing. When um, Caroline was uh, something like four, 
she had her blanket out the window. I didn't notice. She was just watching it wave in the wind. And then I heard her, I didn't realize it, I heard her just go, oh, that's all I heard. And then about a quarter mile down the road, somebody pulled up beside me and said, your daughter's blanket blew out in the middle of the road. This is on Highway 17 in Mount Pleasant. We went back there and found it. Of course, we watched it. And then it was right back in her hands. When you get devotion to that thing, that thing that gives you comfort, that gives you peace, that helps you fall asleep, that is a serious thing to you. Let's look at the next one. Now, this is real serious. You know when you go to the restaurant and you say, I'll have a Coke, and they say, is Pepsi okay? Some people go, nope. Mm -mm. No, I want water or tea or whatever it may be. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm easy going either way, but I'm on that first one. That's where I go. So how about this next one? I love this one. Maker model of your car. That is a um, early 2000s Silverado, then a um, tens, thousands Silverado, and now a very modern Silverado. I, I like to think about this guy going, I'm getting a new truck, and they say, what are you getting? Red Silverado. <laughs> and they say, what, what are you going to get this time? Red Silverado. That's what I get. Whatever it is, make or model, might be a Honda Accord. You got one and you put 200,000 miles on it. That is the only car you will get. Think about the things that we treasure in every way. How can they help us? How can they hurt us? Today we read about two devoted men and how they intersected. It's a 48-verse story. So I've cut it up a little bit and I'm going to explain it, um, hopefully in a helpful way. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel spoke to him, who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So the next fill in the blank, a centurion in the Italian regiment. You know what this means? Soldier. A soldier in charge of making sure that the people stay in line. People who were particularly getting out of line were the religious folks that Peter was leading. People that would occasionally get out of line were of the faith of the Jewish people where Peter came from. And so if you're a soldier in the occupying government and there is someone who might be a religious zealot, you might have great fear of them. They might have great fear of you and for good reason. Now typically God calls people going horrifically in the wrong direction. They've taken money. They've committed murder. They have broken relationships. They've run from every responsibility. And God takes them and gives a U-turn and puts them on their way. This guy's doing everything the right way. How many of you need, needed extra credit at the end of the semester? 
There might be times when I was like, extra credit, I am doing whatever that is to somehow pull this into the C range or the B range if I'm lucky. This guy didn't need extra credit. He was already doing amazing things for the people, and he didn't have to. He's one of the most powerful men in the most powerful army in the land. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and he chose to be generous. He chose to be patient. He chose to be loving to his community. He cares for his family. Now, after this, Peter has a dream, and we're going to skip that part because it's really, really long, but ultimately he has a dream where a sheet comes down with animals on it, animals that his people have never eaten in their devotion to God. And in that dream, God says, I want you to eat them now. He says, what? You mean do what? He says, yeah, I want you to eat them. Don't call anything that I have made unclean. Right after that's verse 21. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? This is to soldiers who are looking for him. The men replied, we have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you had to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day he arrived at Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. While Peter was talking with him, while talking with him, Peter went outside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware it is against our law for a Jew to associate or visit with a Gentile. But God has shown me I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house, praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. You realize how crazy that is? A Roman soldier sent other Roman soldiers to find a man who feared Roman soldiers to bring him back to their house so that he could tell them more about God. And that's your next phrase. I'm the one you're looking for. Anybody else a Star Wars fan? Yeah, see? These are not the droids you are looking for. Remember that? He says, I am the one you're looking for. I'm the one you're looking for, and that has so many meanings. You know how many people have chased him for one reason or another? Any of us would try to hide. He's run from his own people. People who thought Jesus was an abomination 
to their faith. He's run from the people who threatened Jesus' life. He's run now from Roman soldiers after the fact. And in the midst of this book of Acts, he's learning to stop doing that. To go in and face the religious Sanhedrin, the, the high court, and tell them exactly what Jesus did and exactly why it mattered when he would have never done that before. He's now speaking to soldiers in ways he never would have before. When Jesus went by, led by soldiers in the Roman army, and they said, hey, aren't you with this guy? What did he say? No, I never met him. Now he goes to a soldier's home and says, I'm the one you're looking for. How would you know? How would you know it was okay to do it? How would you know as a soldier it's okay to let him in? The thing is, you can't know. There's instances in our lives when there's things that happen, when we don't know which is the exact thing we're supposed to do and there is no answer in the back of the book. Now, I know uh, probably several of you are familiar with the cottages. They're called something else now. Um, I've been here long enough that something I can say they used to be called the cottages. How about that? In the cottages, you have people recovering from knee surgery. You have people recovering from other types of surgery. You have people in long-term care. And um, you have people in memory care. Because of people in memory care, they have a code on every door that you cannot get in or cannot get out without that code. If you've been there, you're familiar with that. Yesterday, I went to visit one of our people in the cottages. And as I left, um, I don't remember anything, so I take a picture of everything. I'm filing through my pictures to look for the code to get out the door because you can't get out the door without it. And as I'm looking for it, I see two seniors come up and sidle beside me. I am, um, I can go zero to awkward in three seconds, maybe two and a half. I said, um, are y'all good? That means nothing to them. That's something I would normally say to someone that's just walking up. I say, hey man, you good? What I was trying to say is, are y'all authorized to leave this thing? <laughs> but I didn't know how to say that. And also I was going much faster than I could speak. And so I just said, are y'all good? And they said, yeah. I said, you know, you're not supposed to leave this if you're not supposed to. They said, we can leave. <laughs> and I thought, but you would say that. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I said, how would I know? Because what if I let these two people out? The guy said, because the code is star 074123 star. <laughs> let them out. You don't know. That's real. You do not know and you're trying to do the right thing. You're not doing an evil thing but you don't know what the good thing is. A Roman soldier there in charge of squashing these people and making sure 
that they give their taxes back to Rome. That's his only job. But he's gone far beyond that and is developing his faith and wants to be friendly. A leader in the life of Jesus who was there for everything, who feared lots of authorities for a number of different reasons, is summoned by him and says, I'm the one you're looking for. And in that space, Peter tells them the final story of Jesus' days, including they took him to Jerusalem, they convicted him wrongly, they crucified him. He's saying this to Roman soldiers who weren't the ones necessarily that did it, but it was Roman soldiers that did it in Jerusalem. Now, they only did it because they were ordered to do it by the governor. He really only did it because the crowd was yelling and he wanted them to stop yelling because his job is to keep them calm and to keep the money coming. But Peter stands in front of those soldiers who could end him at any point and says what happened to Jesus and how it did not stop this message. How in the world? Skip into verse 47. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Bros. We're bros now. How in the world? Does that phrase sound familiar to you? Nothing can stop us now. In this season, when we've read in the book of Acts, you had an Ethiopian government official who was, barely knew anything about the Christian faith, riding along in his chariot, reading the text, trying to understand. And then a follower of Jesus goes along, sits with him, and explains it to him. And as Philip and the Ethiopian sit there, the Ethiopian says, you know, there's nothing really stopping us from going over and being baptized. There's nothing stopping us from declaring our faith and moving forward with this because I'm interested in what you have to say. Now, that's entirely different than a lot of us who have been in the church for an extended amount of time. Nothing has stopped us for a long time in terms of the things that would stop them. We might gather here 25 times a year, 30 times a year, 40 times a year, 51 times a year, 52 times a year. But the thing that might stop us is we see it all the time. You know, I come here all the time. These people have seen something they did not expect, heard a message of inclusion they did not expect, and wanted to be part of that inclusion going forward. So here's your final question. Will I let anything stand in the way? Only you can answer that. Will I let anything stand in the way? Now, the interesting thing is this happens at Joppa. Joppa is probably famous for several reasons, but it's famous in Scripture because of the book of Jonah. In the book of Jonah, a man who is called to deliver the word of God, named Jonah, is called to speak to people who are not of his nationality nor his faith, same as Peter right now. He says, I want you to go speak to those people of Nineveh, and I want you to tell them how much... God loves them. I want you to tell them what their opportunity is, what they can do. And Jonah says, mm -mm. 
He gets on a boat in Joppa, goes the complete opposite direction until he's turned around. Now in Joppa, in this story, a man is called to speak to people that are not of his nationality, not of his faith, who would threaten his life easily. And Peter does it. And the centurion welcomes him. So Peter and Cornelius break down barriers that would have held them apart for the rest of their lives. They would have handed them down generation to generation. What will stand in our way if nothing stood in their way? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you'll stand and join me in our modern affirmation. This is the way that we affirm our faith in this worship service. And you're welcome to join with us. You're welcome to simply listen. It, right after that. <laughs> we believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works and whose will is directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. So when you're talking to children or you're talking to uh, players that you're coaching, you're talking to students that you're teaching and you say, so an adult asks a child a question, you say yes ma'am to emphasize that they say yes ma'am back. You do that over and over and over and over and over again until one day they say yes ma'am back. We say this over and over again until one day we might live it. We might believe it. We might break down the traditional barriers that have held us apart like Peter and Cornelius did. Before our um, offering, uh, we have a mission and service report from the kids. The children of Memorial um, care about serving others at Vacation Bible School. This week, we did something special each night to help our community. Last Monday, at Vacation Bible School, we practice hospitality by making bird feeders and serving the birds just as Mary and Martha served Jesus. We hung many of them in the prayer garden and prayed for the animals. First Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of us a gift from his many spiritual gifts. Use your gift to serve one another. On Tuesday and Wednesday, children of all ages donated items for blessing bags for the children of Greer Relief. We made cards to place in these bags and assembled 87 bags to donate. We made a sanctuary out of a tent and prayed inside it for the children who would receive these gifts. Thanks to all in the church who supports the efforts through donations particularly the Seekers and Foundations classes. 
on Thursday, the older children went to Maple Creek at Century Park and learned from Greenville, the Greenville County Soil and Water Conservation District to protect our, our rivers and streams. Storms cut our visit short, so we couldn't do our river cleanup, but Miss Erin will bring trash bags and gloves to our ice cream social at the same location so the kids who want to do the cleanup still can. The Children of Memorial will do missions each Wednesday in July, other than the 4th. We need children to register and at least one adult volunteer each week. We hope you'll join us or support us through donations to our next project. Their critical needs drive for great relief. Thank you. Let's say thank you to our kids. From the ground up, learning how doing special things for people in the community impacts those people, impacts us, impacts our faith community. Uh, we're grateful for that. It's time for our, our offering. You'll see a video of VBS, and if you uh, have friends or family that missed it, we'll put it in the email this week uh, so that you can click on it. If you're new to our church, if you're a guest to our church, um, we don't expect you to give. Um, you certainly can, um, but you can rely on the generosity of our people. You also see how to give electronically in the bulletin if that's your preference.
you'll see a list of people that we want to thank in the newsletter coming up this month. It's unbelievable how many people contributed to making this happen. If you could especially thank Erin um, Knight, our Director of Children and Family Ministries, for her work.
Go now knowing that it is written, when you pass the waters, I will be with you. May you feel the Lord of peace with you, today and always. Amen.